Make sure to check us out on Letterboxd for written reviews. For films that we've done not only on the podcast, but outside of the podcast too. Links in the description below. To the rewatch podcast my name is Jaden, and my name is samuel and this is a podcast where we talk extensively about a certain film and then decide whether they deserve a rewatch from you you can find us on youtube spotify apple podcasts or any other place you listen to podcasts and if you enjoy the show please leave a like on the youtube video and if you'd like to reach the show you can leave a comment on youtube or send us an email at the one rewatch podcast at gmail.com Today, we're going to be talking about perhaps the most anticipated film of mm-hmm. 2022. It is THE Batman. THE Batman. Yes. Also, Season 3, everyone. Welcome to Season Welcome 3. To season 3. The Podcast. We're kicking it off with another superhero film, as we do. Oh, as you do. As you do. I mean, what better film to kick it off with, with you know, arguably the most exciting film of, mm. of this year already we've knocked it out the rest of the year is a dud like just mm-hmm. forget about it. <laughs> it it feels like tradition to do a superhero film a big one yeah every at the start of the season mm. i mean we started with into the spider-verse yeah. which was huge mm. then we moved on to um the snyder cut yeah. which is just yeah. as huge yeah, big movie. and now we're doing the batman which is hopefully going to reach those heights yeah i will see i mean the people on twitter would like to think it is so um let's let's get into it um you want to give us the story overview and yeah yep in his second year of fighting crime batman uncovers corruption in gotham city that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the riddler Hmm. um i think that's a pretty good synopsis it it tells you this is second year batman he's he's not you know well um he's not really fully new to the job he's in his second year he's sort of settling in now it's also Um, not an origin story which is they've made very clear from the minute this movie was like you know announced yep yep was that it's not going to be an origin story because people are sick of seeing the waynes being shot and to that i'll just say i mean you know there's one thing to not show the waynes being shot but to just sort of accept a batman as Mm. he is is already going to put this franchise at a disadvantage because mm-hmm. we haven't seen the origin. We haven't been able to truly get connected to the Bruce Wayne before he becomes Batman, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I know this this franchise is going up and they've literally told Christopher Nolan or someone told Christopher Nolan they're trying to rival the Dark Knight trilogy here. Mm. Um, I think they've already made the crucial mistake of not doing the origin okay but i think matt reeves just wasn't interested in doing the origin, yeah well so. i think you you have a you've got a pretty serious problem with that when it comes to origin stories and how they should be including these very relevant aspects I mean, mm. you had a problem with um with the, Tom the Holland MC, spider-man yeah, yeah. yeah in, in terms of not including ben parker's death well yeah at least i mean you don't even really need to include that but you certainly need to tie it to his motivation to spider-man's motivation Mm. so and i'm not saying this film doesn't do that um i'm just saying like 
to not do an origin story as your first movie is a very bold move. Yep. It's a, and a lot of the DC animated movies just there's just Batman stories and they start and Batman's in his prime mm-hmm. and those movies also suffer from not connecting you to the characters very yeah. well. So I think, uh, let's not jump into the review straight away, but I think that's a very bold decision yep. for Matt Reeves to go, oh, actually, I don't want to do an origin story. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just get right into it. No, but I, then I understood, in, yeah. In saying that, you know, getting right into it, year two, I mean, that's hardly getting right into it. You know, that's not... This isn't a Batman in his prime yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to have a chat with Matt Reeves about why he didn't want to start from year zero. Yep. Um, but then start at year two. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to do an origin story because you just want to set up the Batman and go, mm-hmm. then maybe year five, six, seven, you know, yep. instead of two. But yep. Oh, well. Yep. All right. Um, Where were we? <laughs> Where were we? After your... Obnoxiously wrong, long rant. Yes, yes, my <laughs> um, bad. No, you're all good. Uh, look, Matt Reeves, he's done some pretty good stuff in the past. Um, I know we're both big fans. I'm probably a bigger fan of his um, sort of ape duology he's got going on there with um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes mm. and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, I love both of those movies. I think mm. they're fantastic. I think they're good. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're... I, I didn't like love them, mm. but I still enjoyed watching them. Uh, you know, incredible visual effects. Is, yeah. you know, that's worth watching them just yeah. for that. So I think um, the tone of the Batman is really sampled from those previous works of his. That's a good especially point. War for the Planet of the Apes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's if you if you haven't seen War for the Planet of the Apes, if you haven't seen the whole new Planet of the Apes trilogy, go watch it. If you're a fan of the Batman. Um, I think you'll really find that you like Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes. Nice one. Um, he's also done Cloverfield, which I haven't seen, but I've heard really good things about. I've wanted to check that out. Yep. Um, um, I know J.J. Abrams is attached, so that's why I'm a bit... That's why you're a bit hesitant. Bit hesitant, because, you know, J.J. Abrams is a terrible filmmaker. tends to um, mess up everything. But, you know, it is Matt Reeves, and apparently it is quite good, so I, I would like to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so do we just want to jump into... Um, some general thoughts yeah well stay spoiler free um so regarding whether we'd recommend this film to someone who or who has not seen it mm. i've actually been asked this question a lot yep in by like various people who aren't really connected to the whole comic book stuff like should i go see this movie mm-hmm. it really depends on how you feel about superheroes yep if you're interested in superheroes, you're going to go and see this movie. It's not It's not a question. You're going to go and see it. Yep. But for the people who are on the fringe, I don't know, man. It's almost three hours, and that's not a complaint on my behalf. I'll happily sit through two hours and 50 minutes Hell yeah. of Batman. But to a general audience member, mm. it's a big, big investment. You can almost see two other movies in that sort of in that time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it really, really depends. It's quite a hard recommendation for me mm-hmm. because people who are fans of Batman have already gone to see the movie. Yep. And so, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not fun and lively like the MCU. So if, if you're not a superhero fan, you're probably more, 
you're probably going to enjoy the MCU more just because it's like humorous um, yeah, they're, and the they're, lighthearted tone. The MCU movies are more geared towards that general audience, which is why one yeah. of the reasons why they're so successful. But this is going all in in terms of like this is a detective dark mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. There's little jokes. Yep. Um, I think this is also very. It, it dives into a lot of Batman aspects that a lot of people won't understand. That you know they won't get who can't um, Falcone. Yeah, they won't Penguin. understand those characters. Yeah. Um, and and they're not like. You know, slapping your face. Oh, this is a clear character like the Penguin. He's not clear that he's like the penguin right um yeah he's not like walking around yeah with, with a beak or whatever yeah yeah so they, so they might not understand who the, the different characters are and they might have a hard time um sort of connecting with them but in saying that i, I do think everyone should go see this movie um because it is one of the greatest you know modern day um detective films that we've seen in quite some time it's sure. absolutely just skyrocketed um, in, in my eyes. Mm, I, I have recommended I don't think I've told anybody to not go and see it, um, but it really does depend on your taste. preferences. Yeah, and your yeah. taste. So. What I really want, actually, I really enjoy the tone of this movie. Um, I'm, like, big into, like, neo-noir sort of thriller, detective mysteries. I would love a, um, a Spider-Man noir film like this. Oh, that would be cool, oh, yeah. would be so cool. Yeah. All set in, like, the black and white. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be, be interesting. Is, is Marvel that artsy, though, you know? Yeah, probably not. Nah. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is inspired, I mean, I've heard this so many times, inspired by Zodiac, inspired by Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Huge inspiration from Seven. Mm, yeah. Yeah, just in terms of, and, and Zodiac as well, in terms of, you know, what Riddler's doing and, mm. you know, the unraveling of the mystery. And it's a very detective-based film because Batman is supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen him do a lot of detective work. However, you know, I've I've heard that being thrown around a lot, but Batman does do detective work in The Dark Knight. And yep. in, I don't think he does any in The Dark Knight Rises, but... Um, he definitely has a moment in The Dark Knight where he analyzes some things yep. and goes to some crime scenes. Um, but but I do get the criticism that, you know, he's supposed to be this really smart detective, but mm-hmm. we just haven't got that in a lot of films. But yep. that's also because, you know, the last time we saw Batman, he's fighting alongside Wonder Woman and Flash. You know, he's not going to take a yeah. moment to assess the Steppenwolf crime scene. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, and, I, and I do enjoy that they, they made this a Batman film. You know, there's no Justice League inclinations going on here. Yeah. Um, it's really a solo film, which I do enjoy. Mm-hmm. That, that prompts me a question that I might ask you later on. I'm just going to note that down. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I think yeah. I might know what you're going to. Because this movie does stand on its own. It is not connected to anything else mm. um, as of yet. I do believe there'll be a number of spin-offs and probably at least two more movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last movie that stands alone is in the DC world is Joker, and that's one of the most successful DC films yep. um, you know, for quite a while. And I don't think this will top Joker in the box office, um, purely mm-hmm. just because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has prompted a question that I will ask you later on um, cool. when we finish up. So... Are you going to go and rewatch this film, Jaden? Of course I am. I already want. I, I probably should have seen it again before yeah. doing this, um, but you know you just don't have the time sometimes. Yeah. It is three hours as well. It is three hours, um, but that's not a complaint, as we've already raised. Yeah. It's yeah. it's 
we enjoy that it's three hours long. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, look, I, I, I will be seeing this again, hopefully in the near future. Um, and whether, you know, my rating goes up or down, it, it could go either way. Um, yeah. It, I, I, I must say, though, on the first watch, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's clear on both ends from us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went in with very high expectations. I, I don't know how I felt when I, I think I was just very tired or something. I just, I didn't vibe with the movie the first time. Um, I have rewatched it since and I did, you know, I, I heard somebody say this and it's completely, you know, completely encapsulates how I feel. Like the first time you watch a movie, you watch it in relation to your, your, your expectations. You watch the movie you expect mm -hmm. and the second time you just watch the movie yep. you just you you put your expectations aside you accept what you've been given yep. and then you then you get to see it and think okay do i actually like what i've been given here yep. or did i just expect something else yep. um so i think watching it a second time has made me you know like it a bit more um but then i also see a lot of flaws that i want to get into so mm -hmm. um and then a lot of the discussion that has arisen around this film has really, really annoyed me. So yeah. I want to get into some of those topics as well. Um, but without further ado, let's jump into some of the acting and the characters remaining spoiler free. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have the great man himself, Robert Pattinson, as he is affectionate, affectionately known on the Rewatch podcast. Yep. Um, pronounced uh, Pattinson, um, just yes. to clarify. <laughs> what did you think of Olmate as Bruce Wayne Batman? Yeah, I loved him. Um, I think I've never been on the Robert Pattinson sort of... Hype train? No, 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 like the dislike train. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, he, he's widely um, hated as an actor, which yeah. sucks, man, because the dude's got mad potential. Yeah. I and mean, we haven't seen Twilight. Maybe it's because I just didn't grow yeah. up watching Twilight. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason. Um, but no, I think he's a fantastic actor. I mean, in good time, he was amazing. Mm. He was fantastic in Tenet as well. Yes, I agree. Um, I think I've probably seen him in some more stuff as well that I just can't remember. I know you've seen him in The Lighthouse. Oh, yeah, he's great in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was born to play this sort of emo second year Batman, right? Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. Um, I love his sort of child, sort of like, he's, he's like mid-20s sort of um probably early 20s batman bruce wayne he's mm -hmm. you know he's still trying to figure out where he lies in terms of um his family um he's still trying to cope with the death of his his parents yeah um he's like seriously like distraught um and i just love the look of his character like the long black hair the how he has like the the makeup around his eyes um, you don't see that a lot in the Batman films. In fact, well, I, you don't see it at all. I, you don't see it all. I just um, don't admit that it exists. Yeah, but no, this is really cool. The fact that like when he takes off the helmet, you can see like the mascara around yeah. his eyes. That's really yeah, cool. That's that was definitely a choice that they made. Yep. Definitely a choice. Yep, and um, good on them for doing that. Um, as for Batman, I mean, is it phenomenal performance, man? He he doesn't have a lot of lines in this movie which I really appreciate. I think that kind of added towards his um, his sort of aesthetic that he was going for. Um, just an incredible performance. I, I think he was made for the role. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed him as well. I think his Bruce Wayne left a bit to be desired at some points. Um, just felt very samey to his Batman. 
but I feel like that's what they were sort of going for at this stage, which is, I, I'm still kind of disappointed because Robert Pattinson is like such a great actor and he mm -hmm. could really give a great performance as Bruce Wayne. And I feel like what he was going for, he nailed. Mm -hmm. Like what he was told to do, he nailed. But I think the problem is what he was told to do. I think the way the story's written in terms of like, Bruce Wayne is Batman, Batman is Bruce Wayne. Like it's just Batman, like Batman, Batman. Like yeah. takes the mask off, he's still Batman. Like he's not acting differently. Yeah. But then there is also not like a, um, like an emotional sort of, you don't really connect to Bruce Wayne in this movie as much as you do with Christian Bale's mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne. Um, so I think that is not really Pattinson's fault. I think that's probably the director's so, fault. So what's your problem? The fact that So he's... my problem is that when he takes the mask off, he's, the, he's still Batman. He's still Batman. Like, and he's walking around that funeral scene, for instance, yep. and he's just, he's, he's Batman without the suit. Yeah. And for me, one of the most interesting parts of Batman is the Bruce Wayne side. Okay. It's, like, it's like with Spider-Man, the Peter Parker is very yep. interesting yep. as yep. well. And so if you do a good Spider-Man story, it's going to have a good Peter Parker story and a good Spider-Man story. Um, so that duality is very important. Mm. And I think that is something they will develop. Um, but I think they, they decided that they didn't want to do that yet. Um, this Bruce Wayne is just like so uninterested in being a, you know, being a distraction in terms yeah. of like distracting people from the fact that he's Batman. Like he just mm -hmm. doesn't care. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. Um, but I think, I think that was intentional. I think, that, oh no, I that's think, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's by accident that Pattinson played Batman when he took off the costume. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what they were going for. It's just, I didn't, I feel like if they did it a bit slightly differently, I would have connected more to the Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. part of the story which there isn't a lot of bruce wayne's story yep um so yeah i mean yeah. i'm sure this is this will be something that they they build on in the other movies in terms of like how he has to develop a persona mm -hmm. but i mean think of the dark knight scene where um, christian bell's sitting at the dinner table with harvey dent harvey dent's talking about how you know what he needs to do to save the city yep. and you see bruce wayne his playboy mask sort of slips yep. and you can see him like really, you know, empathizing and yep. seeing Harvey as a hero. That's the sort of stuff that makes Batman, Batman. so good. Yep. Like, because he's a hero, but like he's a brooding, like depressed sort yeah, of yeah. hero, but deep down he has great, he has good intentions and he wants mm -hmm. to do good. Um, and so that's like his true, his true form. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like um, we didn't get to see those layers yet understand um, yeah, which, no, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from in terms of that um but i'm i'm sort of on the fence about that i, I know you, you you're aware that it was an intentional decision to sort of blur the line between mm -hmm. batman and bruce wayne in this and i think that's because it's it's so early on into his batman career yeah um like i like we said before he's still dealing with the death of his parents mm -hmm. Um, so he doesn't really want to be Bruce Wayne anymore. Yeah, he wants yeah. to be Batman. And, and that's a decision they made. Yeah. I mean, you look at Batman Begins, that's an origin story, but then he's he's going to dinner with the girls yeah. and, you know, he's doing this distraction part. So they just left that for, I think, for... I think, I think it's going to be in the future installments. Yeah. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think it would have worked in this movie for him to be Probably playboy. not. Probably because of the tone. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, so I, I, I think that decision probably worked in favour of it. Um, sure. But I understand where you're coming yeah. from in terms of you want to see 
the split tone. Because Pattinson's such a great actor, and I want to see that scene where we see the real, like, yep. the hero without the mask on, yep. if you know what I mean. Like, yep. I mean, the scene in The Dark Knight where um, Christian Bale's just walking along and he just beats up a Joker thug, and he doesn't even have the suit on, he just, like, throws the gun in his face. Yeah. He walks up to the, the Joker goon, and he's like, oh, what are you going to do, playboy? And he just, like, you know... Yeah. dismantles him in a yeah. few punches yeah. like that's the sort of stuff I would like to see Pattinson do because in this yeah. he was sort of just like a goth like emo dude mm-hmm. which I completely vibe with like mm-hmm. it's a choice and I like it mm-hmm. um, but I would like to see that be built up into the next next um, movies and I, and I think that makes sense as he gets older yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman mm-hmm. what are your thoughts uh, really liked her I haven't actually this is probably going to stir up a bit of a conversation between any viewers um, I, I haven't seen any other Catwoman iterations in live action except Anne Hathaway except Anne Hathaway true um, honestly I, I probably prefer Zoe Kravitz um, Anne Hathaway sort of played this more techie version um, Zoe Kravitz character in this is actually really really well developed um we, we see her sort of origin story with her sister um, and how her sister sort of gets... Is her sister? I think it's her sister. Oh. Um, because in the Batman Year One comic, um, in sorry, in the Batman Year One film, remember how she's like taking care of... Oh, right. Um, I think it's her sister, but I could Batman, be wrong. Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed her character. I think her costume was all right. Um, yeah. I didn't really like the 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 open area around here. Like the it felt like mask. A, yeah. The homemade mask. Yeah. Yeah. I like the homemade mask, but I didn't like the fact that it was one open eye area. Like it, right. it didn't right. have you a can see seam a down the middle. Right. Um I think I think Catwoman's mask in general is just stupid. I mean, what's the point of it? Like you can easily tell who it is. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You can yeah. see like a big proportion of it, the It's eyes. like Michelle Pfeiffer's like why even wear it? Like, yeah. And so much of her face is uncovered. That's true. Um, I mean, look at look at Anne Hathaway. She's just wearing like a um, like a gala mask, like a yeah. masquerade sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Look, um, without going too much into costuming, um, we'll deal on that later. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was fantastic. I think she did a great performance. Um, yeah. 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 Thoughts on um, the the villain? Without getting too spoilery, uh, Paul Dano. We've seen him in Prisoners. Uh, yeah. I mean, he he obviously took inspiration from Prisoners. And he took inspiration from Seven. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think the costume is pretty similar to the actual Zodiac um, killer's costume in terms of wearing like a bag and then glasses over the top. Oh right. I, I think that's. What, oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's what the Zodiac killer actually used to do. Mm. Um, and then like an emblem on his chest. I think the Riddler has like a question mark on his chest as well. Um, right. Yeah. Look, um, for anyone that's wondering, is he better than? Uh, Heath Ledger, no, uh, is is your definitive answer there? Because nobody can be. Yeah, I mean, why would you even consider it? Yeah, why um, would people even say that. But Paul Dano, he 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 sort of he has this sense of um, presence about him in the movie, um, and sometimes you sort of you you think like, okay, maybe he's starting to make sense. Oh yeah, I think um, he's got a pretty good motivation. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think the way that he goes about his whole plan, um, it, it genuinely might make sense sometimes in terms of his final goal and what yeah. he wants to do to Gotham. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah I until mean, like the last 30 minutes i'd say yeah yeah and, and you and you and you feel like it could go either way like batman could stop him he could end up doing his final plan right um you never really know until until the final minutes um and the stakes are big he, he has pretty big stakes yeah um i think he 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 plays edward nashton better than he does the riddler um so when he's in human form um well when he doesn't have the mask when he doesn't have the mask on and he's playing this sort of lunatic dude right i I think that's pretty cool and clearly he's sourced from prisoners there in terms of yeah oh definitely that character yeah i think i think matt reeves would have watched prisoners and gone you know this is my guy but yeah i'm actually the opposite i i liked him a lot more when he had the mask on i thought he was really intimidating Mm -hmm. um but then as soon as he took it off i was like oh okay i can kind of see the performance here like i can kind of see that he's trying to put on a bit of a show um but yeah um i still i still enjoyed him i thought he was good he's certainly not the worst comic book movie villain we've had in the past three or five years so um yeah he was good he was Mm -hmm. good um but i i wouldn't say he's great and i wouldn't say that he's like anywhere near heath ledger um yeah um, not for lack of trying though yeah i'm gonna give credit credit valiant attempt um visuals oh my god greg fraser um from june did the cinematography for this movie and Mm -hmm. it is bloody gorgeous yep it is um fantastic it's on the same budget as black widow um but then i think it's less uh it's the figure's been going all over the place man warner bros and their bloody statistics um they like to manipulate that sort of stuff okay well even if it's still the same i mean it blows it out of the water Uh, well yeah it's like one of the best looking comic book movies um ever i think um it would be up there with joker it would be up there with the dark knight trilogy mm-hmm. just great stuff you can see they've used practical stuff whenever they can yep um but even the visual effects were really really good so. yep yep um before we jump into more of the crew i just wanted to touch on jeffrey wright's character oh yeah um oh my god jeffrey wright just absolutely kills commissioner gordon you think yeah man he's like one of the best parts of the movie um, how he sort of plays this um, more anchored side to the Batman. He's, mm-hmm. he's sort of, if, if he wasn't there for Batman, Batman would be like a complete lunatic. He'd be losing his mind. Yeah. Um, so they, they sort of team up along the way. Yeah. Um, good cop, bad cop sort of vibes mm-hmm. going on. Um, but yeah, Jeffrey Wright, man, he's clearly one of the standouts in terms of the... Um, supporting cast i think he was fantastic in this sometimes i thought with his performance um he sort of like got too into it like Mm. for instance when he's talking to batman one in one of the scenes i can like almost see what he was trying to do in terms of his line delivery he was he was just the way he turned he's like so you think so and so moonlights with the penguin and he like moves his head around in a weird way and like does his voice and i can sort of see like oh okay jeffrey wright's gone okay so i'm gonna move my head this way move my head that way and then i'm gonna squint a bit like and i don't know maybe we've just had gary oldman as jim gordon and he's been like bloody phenomenal Mm. and so now it's like i have very high standards for a jim gordon Mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know i i sort of like saw the i kind of think i saw saw, the acting saw the acting yeah. yeah um which i i don't know I, th- I thought he was he was good as well he doesn't really have like much of a 
a character like he does in the Dark Knight trilogy, like because they do have a bit of subplots with yep. you know, his wife and divorcing him. Yep. So that he's just sort of there whenever Batman needs him. I think um, we've got a pretty good run in terms of um, oh yeah Jim we've, Gordon's there. We've got a pretty good run in terms of just Batman in general, yep. like just in terms of well, ever since Batman Begins, yeah, we've had like a great run of Batman villains, Batman costumes, Batman this, that, and the other. You know, Batman's been eating good. Yep, Batman fans, uh, you know, they're they're well provided for. That is for sure. Yep. Um, what do you want to go to next? Andy Circus. Oh yeah. Um. There's a few characters that we won't touch on just in terms of spoilers. Um, Andy Serkis, I, I think he he kind of got screwed on the screen time a bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope to see more of him. Um, I'm sure we will. Yeah. I, I, we, we didn't get to see much of him, so I can't really speak on his performance. Um, but I think he's like a, he's a good sort of um, role model for mm. Bruce Wayne. Because you think he was, like, a bit young? Well, when because you compare him to, like, Michael Caine, yes. But and Jeremy you have, Irons. You have to take into account that this Batman's pretty young. So yeah. In, in hindsight. Yeah, I guess that is true. Andy Serkis is yeah. also going to be young. Um, yeah. But Andy Serkis is just, like, a good-looking guy for his age. Like Yeah, he, that's true. He's, he's got a nice haircut as well. He does have a he's nice He's got, haircut. like, a very modern haircut for yeah. someone of his age yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got like this slick back short on the side sort of going yeah. like and um but yeah he's like he comes in like he has like a waddle mm-hmm. he's got like a walking stick he looks like he's been in like been to war and shit yep um but like we never given any reason as to why yeah why that like why he is the way he is yeah. like what the history there is i think again we're just supposed to accept that this is alfred you know who alfred is mm-hmm. like this is Alfred. he has like five minutes screen time it's kind of outrageous with an actor like um andy circus how little yeah. screen time he has yeah yeah i would have liked more from them but mm-hmm. and you know with three hours maybe they could have dived into it a bit more um, but I, I think we'll see more of, of him in the future. Oh, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really a, this is a very much a Batman story and not a Bruce Wayne story because Bruce Wayne, if you want to tell a Bruce Wayne story, you need Bruce Wayne to talk. Who's yep. he going to talk to? He's going to talk to Alfred. Yep. Alfred is his moral compass in many ways. Mm-hmm. And he's also his connection to his parents and, and all of that so if you take alfred out of the film you're going to take bruce wayne out of the film as well so they only have maybe three scenes together yeah three or four yeah um in very a, few in a, such a long movie it just sort of feels like jim uh alfred was a bit of an afterthought yeah but obviously matt reeves loves working with andy circus um and he's a great actor so hopefully he gets more to do in the future yeah yeah um just lastly uh colin farrell um I'll let you take this because I think you have more thoughts on him than I do. Yeah, I think um, it's it's almost odd what they do with makeup nowadays. Um, they take like this very attractive Hollywood actor mm. or actress and they just like cake them in makeup and make yep. them look like a completely different person. Yeah. And it's like, why why didn't you just get an old fat white man to be <laughs> Penguin? Like, and, and then, Ivan Drakov and from then, like, Black Widow. <laughs> And like just make him look a bit ugly yeah like it, it, it's very odd but regardless it, you cannot see colin 
Farrell in, through this in the makeup. It's insane. Yeah, it is. It is great, and it should win awards. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought his performance was is was and should be the best part about his involvement in the film mm-hmm. because a lot of people will just go, "Oh, look at that makeup! It's so good," and then they'll forget that like the dude like sounds completely different. He's Irish. Well, yeah, yeah. and and like just the mannerisms. Yep. Every time he was on screen, he was like, he was very magnetic. Mm-hmm. Performance was great. Yep. I mean, if you've ever seen clips of the Penguin in Batman Returns, it's bloody ridiculous. Yeah, is but it, like, um, is Danny, it Danny, Danny DeVito? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just a complete joke mm. and, and looks so, so disturbing though. But this is like a, okay, this is just a man who has the nickname the Penguin who like, it's just a gangster and like yeah. it looks very ugly which is cool right yeah, like, yeah. I, I love the fact that Grounder. he's just like a gangster yeah yeah that's cool and the standout for me in this movie though was carmine falcone mm-hmm. um he was the most intimidating villain for me mm-hmm. like not the riddler not the penguin it was carmine falcone i did me. i didn't know whether we wanted to go into that but well yeah i'll, I'll just i'll just say that for now um but yeah I'll, I'll also say a lot of times we say superhero movies that have more than one villain no, no, no! Don't yeah. do that. You're stupid. Yeah. But they actually did it here, so you know. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty. Yeah, they did. They. You've got you got a few in here, yeah. Yeah, um, but they all serve a different purpose in the story. They don't yeah. all team up to fight Batman at the end. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's that's the issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But whatever. Uh, we'll get to that. Yep. Um. In terms of sound, um, what did you think of the sound design in this movie? I've actually got a problem with this in terms of sound design, and I think I've mentioned this to you already. Um, Obviously, the score is pretty good. Um, I think we both enjoyed that from Mm -hmm. Michael Giacchino. But if we're talking about sound design, um, some of the dialogue I just couldn't pick up. And I don't know whether that's an issue of Robert Pattinson's Batman voice or whether they probably should have adjusted the levels right. um but sometimes i just couldn't understand what he was saying and same goes with the riddler and i think the mask yeah. didn't help with that Muffle, at all. it sounds a bit like bane doesn't it yeah yeah but like, it, it, it's not clear like bane you know yeah. like bane's yeah, voice yeah. is still clear this was it's very muffled because it's like behind his mask yeah like sometimes i felt like i wanted subtitles because i couldn't understand what was going on right imagine if this was a christopher nolan movie oh my god you wouldn't hear the end of it you wouldn't like if you can't hear one line goodness yeah. me twitter will be talking about it for the next year yeah like tenet hardly gets talked about in any other context now yeah it's like so unfortunate yeah because it's, it's a, a good movie yeah yeah but like people are like oh no i couldn't hear this line so now i'm gonna just you know talk about the sound mixing yeah but, yeah i agree the score is the score is good um i did enjoy it we'll, we'll touch a bit more on that in detail later on any other non-spoiler thoughts before we dive into some things? Um, well, I don't really know what you're going to touch on, but um, obviously we've both pretty much given the the stamp of you should give it a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think of the Batsuit? Okay, we'll, we'll do that now. That's a non-spoiler, right? It's okay, in the trailers. We'll do that now. Um, obviously, uh, I'm just going to flat out say it's my favorite Batsuit that I've seen so far. Um, I think there is minor adjustments that they should be making, um, but I, I love the design of it, man. It's like sort of techy, um, sort of like homemade stitched right. together. Um, I love the gauntlets on his arms. I love the, the collar for his cape. 
like it's sort of like a raised collar. I, I like how the cape starts at the chest piece and it sort of goes up over his collarbones yeah. and down. Yeah. Like that's cool. Yeah. Because um, it usually just starts from the shoulders yeah. below. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I love the, the, the bat symbol, how it's like implanted in his chest. Mm. Um, so cool, man. I love like how it looks like plates. Um, it's not like Kevlar like it is with... um with bales. bales but it's it's like this homemade just he's put together just random parts to make the suit he wears like just regular boots yeah yeah um man it's so cool it's cool do you it's think so they should cool. change the suit going forward yeah i'd like slight edits um mainly because if we if we see bruce wayne grow up then we should see the the bat suit evolve at the same time right. um i do think they need to edit the cowl a bit i think it's probably a bit weird in terms of his forehead and the dimensions yes that is weird if you're listening to this podcast google a poster of the batman mm. and all you need to do i'm sorry i'll do this and you'll never be able to look at it the same way again but just look at his forehead. Just focus on his forehead yeah. and see how huge the forehead is. Big. Yeah. So, yeah. so the suit, the 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 cowl must like there must be a thickness to it because yeah. there's no way that it just ends and it's like flush to his skull because yeah. his head's not that big. His head is massive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, and the the ears are sort of like quite far back as well. So it makes me think that the cowl is like bigger bigger than his head. Mm-hmm. But because it's so like tight around the neck, we assume that it's tight around the head, yeah. but it must not be. It must have a bigger sort of... Yeah, yeah. But I do really like the ears. I love the ears. The ears, like very the short pointy, ears. very pointy, very nice. Very nice. Like I love the shots where the camera is behind Batman and you can you get to sort of come up and you see the ears. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Oh, I can't get over the cape, man. I, I'm in love with the cape mm. and like the raised collar. I'm just looking at a photo now. It looks so good. <laughs> Yeah, it is a great looking suit, and I mean, we saw that in that very first trailer where we have that shot of him walking towards the camera. It's so nice. And and j- just for the viewers out there, The Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time. So for for me to say that this is my favorite Batman suit is yeah. is a bold statement. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that in mind, we will now head into spoiler territory. Um, so spoiler alert. The starting sequence of this movie is, in my opinion, the best scene in this movie. Yep. And that is, um, well, we have a bit of Riddler horror elements mm-hmm. where the mayor is getting murdered by Oh, the this Riddler. is so cool, man. This the, is so cool. The Riddler sort of just appears behind him in the darkness and yep. then just waits there, which is just so good. It's so it's, chilling, man. You know yeah. that he's there and they, they show you that he's there mm. and then they cut away from him. They just show you the mayor and you're like... Yep oh he's there he's there it's yep. the great tension you can tell matt reeves has done horror movies before because that is a horror scene right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. the only problem is as soon as riddler comes out and bashes the dude on the head yeah. the camera is not interested anymore yeah. the camera's not interested because they've got to get that m rating yeah <sighs> would have loved an ma but i would have loved an r man well they wouldn't have gone well for for the americans it would have been r but yeah. for us i mean deadpool's ma so yeah, I would, I, would I would have loved an R, an R Batman film. We haven't gotten it, um, and obviously yeah. that's just because they want to make it as widespread as possible. Yeah, but I don't think if if I had kids, I wouldn't take them to see this movie. This is what this is not a kids friendly movie. This is way too dark. To as be. it stands now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in my opinion, the kids aren't going to go and like this movie. Mm. 
This is this is for you know. I think it's too complex. This is from like fifteen up, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. And is in fifteen years old up and. So I don't know. I don't think kids are going to go see it and like it. So why wouldn't you just like bump the rating up? Like Joker had a yeah. MA yeah. and it did great. So yeah. why not do it for the Batman? But maybe Batman is the prize jewel for Warner Bros and they don't want to touch him. But I think I think that's another issue that we had with it is the fact that it just continually censored itself throughout the whole movie. Mm. And like, like we've said, it's because of the rating. Um, so, you know, the scenes where you know we, we're in a car and the riddler's in the back seat yeah. so cool man um halloween reference yeah yeah and and he he goes to sort of hit this guy over the head um like the da of the police office and and the, like the camera just goes blurry yeah. and you can't see anything it's like show us that man like, yeah 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 it was a bit frustrating um, because these movies like Seven and Zodiac, they are higher ratings. Yeah, well, I think they both are. Yeah, so then you can have those impactful murder scenes, and you know. But regardless, um, I am the shadows. That opening sequence mm. with that introduction to Batman, mm. the, the score, the camera work, the criminals that are mm. being like bloody scared of Batman, yeah, yeah. looking into the shadows. We see that's so cool. We see the shadows. Is Batman there? No, he's not. Oh. Is Batman there? No, he's not. Is Batman there? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, Here he comes. Yeah, you can yeah. hear his footsteps. Oh, brilliant introduction. Mm. A plus. Yep. That first, maybe 30 minutes. I was so excited in those first 30 minutes, yeah. man. And, and you know, you got the massive Joker sort of title screen and it's like, the Batman. The Batman. Um, and like, I was, I was so excited. And then you get the whole Riddler introduction and then you get Batman's introduction like we just touched on. Yeah. Um, and just how like, it just shows how like terrified the criminals are. Yeah. Like absolutely just, I wouldn't say it, but some word scared. Yeah. Um, you can infer what I'm saying from that. Um, yeah. I mean, Pattinson's model monologuing in this is just fantastic. Yeah. It was very year one-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's not taken from year one. The, yeah. There's really no definitive, um, oh, inspiration there's, here. There's all sorts he of things. He from everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that opening introduction and then how he just sort of comes out of the shadow yeah. eventually. I think he had, um, what is the, the term with the, the cowboy boots, how they, they walk out and it spurs. Yes. Mm. I think they added a bit of those. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he, he didn't have them in the movie. But, like, they did this with Boba Fett in Star Wars. They, like, added it in later on. Mm. Because, like, he walks, and it's, like, there's, like, a... Like it's a not clink. just his footsteps. It's, yeah. like, a, you know... It's, a like, a clink. cowboy coming out. But, like, it's not just a cowboy. It's a tank of a cowboy. Like, yeah. It's just coming out. And a lot of times, this movie felt like a Western in some ways, with Batman walking, you know, towards the camera with the cape flowing in yep. the wind. And so, yeah, I really love that entrance, man. And the whole I'm Vengeance and that dude just getting absolutely messed up. Which you don't see. Yeah. Because he's out of the camera frame. Yeah. Yeah. And but, oh, can I just touch on the rain in this movie, man? Mm. Like, it, it's continually raining throughout. And, Blade Runner-esque. Yeah. And the aesthetic of it is just so cool, man. Gotham like, City is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's the best way they've captured Gotham City so far. I agree. Gotham City looks fantastic fantastic in this yeah and yeah which is which is has given me faith going forward because yeah. they've done that right yeah like 
they've got the setting perfectly. Yeah. Like, so now it's just a, we don't have to change anything. We've got it right. Let's just continue doing that. It mm. feels so much like the DC animated movies because they have the liberty with the architecture to make it, you know, sort of gothic, gothic and put, yeah, the, yep. put the, um, the gargoyles there and, yep. and make it this whole sort of unique design. Mm. And I, I know they filmed some of this in Scotland, some of it in, in Liverpool and just beautiful, beautiful yep. setting. And I, I think one of the problems I have with Nolan's films and, um, and Snyder's films is the fact that Gotham tends to feel like New York or Chicago right. or like a, a city that's in our lives. So mm. we can say, oh, this just looks like it's set in New York. Yeah. Um, but this genuinely feels like a new setting. It genuinely feels like Gotham and it yeah. feels like Gotham from the Arkham games, which mm. I absolutely love those games. Yeah, and I love also how, you know, Batman or Selina Carl, whoever it is, they walk into, you know, the clubs mm-hmm. and, you know, they see all these corrupt officials yep. and all of the gangsters. Like, I love that mob element yep. of some of the DC animated movies and Carmine Falcone was the, the just exceptional for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just loved walking around that environment and just seeing how corrupt everyone is, how, um, people treat each other just like absolute dirt. And here Batman is, you know, looking like an absolute psychopath Mm -hmm. trying to like do better. Yep. But like, he's just running around beating dudes to the pulp. Yep. And so this whole tome is just so miserable and dark. Love the tome. And, oh, just... I, I want to bring up a review later on about this movie that mm-hmm. is just, just completely like, just so symbolic of like the state of critics mm-hmm. because this movie, it knows that it's dark mm-hmm. and that's the point. It's Batman. Yep. You know, this is a dark brooding movie. This is what everyone wants from a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. You can't take James Bond, and make it into an action comedy with, you know, no stakes yep. and he's cracking jokes all the time and the, you know you can't do that it's got to be you've got to make it slightly serious yep. you can have jokes and levity and stuff but you don't you go into a batman movie with expectations yeah. and the expectation isn't that you're going to have a bloody spider-man no way home fun experience well, it's a shame we'll never get that from the mcu the mcu is never going to do that they're never going to go full-on dark i mean multiverse of madness was their one opportunity to do that supposedly um, a horror film they have labeled it as a horror film but it's it's not going to be anywhere near as dark and brooding as this and it's a shame because the mcu characters some of them need that um they they need that darkness and mcu is just going to be saying no um we need jokes in our movies so we're not going to go full-on 100 percent dark tone mm. um and, and I, I feel like that's why I like DC more is because... They take their characters seriously. They, they know the tone of the character. They know which tone sits with the character. Mm. Um, there's like one or two jokes in this whole movie. And they're good because they're sort of... They're smart jokes. They're smart jokes. And, and they're not just constantly on the nose, just mm. everywhere. They're not scattered everywhere. Yeah. It happens in the right moment. And it sucks that the MCU is just... It, it, just doesn't understand the fact that tone is so important. Yeah. Well, let, let me let me read this review. This is how the MCU has broken movie critics, okay? So this is coming from Deborah Ross 
on Rotten Tomatoes officially <laughs> the the worst critic site in the history of critic sites. Um, now, important to note here that this is a top critic, okay? So we're dealing with somebody who's a top critic, okay? So their opinion is it's a top opinion. Yep, yep. Listen to these people. Exactly. Mm. There is shuddering set piece after set piece with nothing innovative of note. Usually you do at least get jokes between the action sequences. But this is so humorless and deadly serious. You don't even get that. And she gave it a rotten score. So that's below 50, so she didn't like it. Um, but she says it's humorless and deadly serious. What do you think the tone was going for? Like, how could you be so obnoxious about... <sighs> this is the state oh, of God. modern moviegoers, and this is the damage the MCU has done, because we can't go an hour without a quippy joke. This is a bloody Batman movie. This is serious stuff. If you don't like it, nobody told you, nobody forced you to watch it. You're a movie critic. Mm. Your job is to watch movies. Mm. And you, she's obviously gone into this movie with a certain expectation yep. that she's going to have some fun. Yep. It's going to be a fun time. Well, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, yes, but it's Batman. This is taking itself very seriously. And if you don't like that, that is completely okay. What did but... she infer from the trailers, man? Like, what did <laughs> she think was going to happen? Of, of course it's going to be a dark movie. Yeah, yeah. She's living in the 1960s when Batman was, you know... Adam West. Standing around on uh, on jetty saying, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And, like, <laughs> and fighting sharks. Fighting sharks on... Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh. uh, yeah, and... It sucks that that's what the comic book genre has been labelled as, is you need humour in your movies. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, I think this movie has some very funny moments. Yep. There are, and it, they're very smart moments. Like, for instance, um, uh, Batman punching Jim Gordon, and then later on Jim Gordon says, you could have at least pulled that punch, and Batman's yeah. like, I did. I did. Or like, or like, like when he, um, he's like, thumb drive. Yeah, thumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, even the 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 physical humor of a, the camera will follow a police officer as he's walking around, and suddenly Batman's there, just standing there, and it's like he hits a brick wall. It's yeah. like the camera just stops at Batman. It's like this this immovable force, and the police officer's like, "Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I'm just gonna go around." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Batman's just standing there, like brooding. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's there is humor. You just have to like. It's not just you know. Batman. Let's Scooby Doo this yeah. crap. It's not that. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it, it's like the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, there are funny lines in the Dark Knight. You know, nice car. You should see my other one. Yeah, like that. That's good Batman humor. Yeah, yeah, right. But we're not going to, you know, shout at the villain halfway through the battle. Is that all you got? And then yeah. they send in some more bad Goons. guys, and then Catwoman's like. You really had to say that, didn't you, Batman? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not the sort of humor we're dealing with here, okay? We're not making quips and making light of the situation. The yeah. humor in this movie, what it does is it provides relief, yeah. but it doesn't, does, it doesn't um, detract from the seriousness of the situation. Mm -hmm. These are jokes that might just occur in normal normal interactions yep you know just they're just smart ass comments yep. and stuff yep and you got a lot of cats yeah yeah it's funny yeah 
can, can I just like say as well is the fact that like we're not trashing on the MCU here. It might come across as that. Yeah. We, we, what we're trying to the point we're trying to make is the fact that the MCU has developed this trait of um, humor is essential in comic book films. Yeah. Um, it's not, and and mm. that's why we Sam brought up this review um, that the the MCU has left this impact, and it's unfortunate that it has. Um, if if Marvel wants to go that route with their characters, that's fine. Um, Just don't expect the same thing of another property. Yeah. Like it's not even related. Yeah. Um, so in terms of scenes in this movie, um, what what scenes stood out to you? What scenes did you really enjoy? Um, I've actually heard a lot of people that didn't like this. Um, the the car chase sequence. Um, I've seen reviews that said that the cinematography was sloppy and right. that they couldn't sort of figure out what was going on right i think it was shot fantastically right i think i'm in the middle there you're in the middle because i agree yeah some of the shots especially when the camera was like placed on the back of the car or on the, the wheel. wheel of the car mm. like formula one style shots like oh yes i love that but yep. there was a lot of quick cuts mm -hmm. and i sort of you know couldn't make out which direction they were going yep how far behind um batman was from penguin but then also, I didn't feel like Batman needed to catch Penguin because, well, you know, a few minutes ago, he was just chatting to him in the club. Like, couldn't he just, you know, go find him in the club? Yeah. Like, why does he need to chase him down? And But but I, I uh, the the colouring there, it's like bright orange because mm. of the, the roads lit up by yeah, the yeah. lights. Beautiful. And yeah. I, so I'm in the middle, but... Go on. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this sequence. I think it's one of my favorite sequences in the movie. Um, and the cinematography there from Greg Frazier was just incredible. Um, that final shot in particular, um, where it is, uh, the, the, the camera is sort of turned upside down. Mm. So we're looking from the penguin's yeah. view. Yeah. And then Batman's just like slowly walking mm. towards him. Yes. Um, yeah, great stuff. Really good stuff. Unfortunately, it was in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of this movie. But that's a separate issue. We've already talked about it. Bloody Warner Brothers. They show the whole movie in the trailer. It's really disappointing. Yeah. Um, another scene that I really liked was the funeral scene because it's one of the rare scenes where we get to see Bruce Wayne and just Robert Pattinson just as Robert Pattinson. Mm -hmm. And I really liked the vibes there. Him going and talking to Carmine Falcone. Yep. Um, just like... Um, they're just sort of like trading punches about like being reclusive and just that whole atmosphere was really cool just seeing bruce wayne just walk around you know being a bit miserable but then looking at the child mm -hmm. he did the same thing when he was in the bat suit he looked yep. at the child for like 10 seconds yep now he's bruce wayne he's looking at the child for 10 seconds again um obviously connected to the child because he lost his dad so yeah i, I really like that scene in particular Mm, yeah. nice atmosphere good music as well I, lo I love the fact that um that whole sequence where inside the church and you can hear everything that's going on outside but it yeah. never cuts to the car outside yeah yeah you just hear it coming yeah, yeah that's um, great and you see the the silhouette yeah of somebody at the top. yeah yeah and everyone's running away while he's just standing mm, there yeah and really well done we find out in the later portion of the film that riddler has followers and i think one of the followers you know how one of the followers is oh, someone from the funeral is like chatting about bruce wayne's family he's like oh you know that renewal fund was terrible and mm -hmm. and 
he's like, do I know you? And he's like, literally, like Bruce Wayne is like right there. Yeah. Um, I think that's the guy that Pattinson lays into at the end after he's taken the venom. Yeah. 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 And he's like, I'm vengeance. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty same. sure that's the yeah. same dude. Yeah. And then it cuts to the other side. And someone's trying to slip through the crowd, and the police are like get back in there. Yeah, I think that might have been a Riddler follower Riddler as well. Follower. So they're just everywhere in this funeral. Yeah. So I don't know if at the very top, you know, when there's one dude standing yeah. there, if that's the Riddler. Uh, I think it would be. I think it would. Be I think well. it would be. Yeah. Um, I'll just mention this as well before I forget. Um, Matt Reeves, he puts a lot of detail into this, um, but it's so subtle that unless you like watch this movie frame by frame you're not going to see it there's a scene at the start um later on we find out where riddler's apartment is and it's situated Uh, right outside the ice box i think it is yeah the iceberg lounge Uh, yeah Yeah. um so that's how we got the photos at the start of the movie there's like a pan away shot and you can actually see the riddler like no way those photos what yeah so what scene is this um, it's it's like literally right at the start where like you're going through Gotham like it's establishing Gotham um, and there's like a panned away shot and iceberg lounge is down here yeah. and then there's a building over here and, and you can see, can see a window God that's cool and you can see him God that's cool and like unless you look for it you're gonna miss it because you yeah. never think Ridley's going to be there yeah it's also just so cool that he's been there the whole time and yeah. so. You know, Batman has gone to the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. Bruce Wayne has gone to the Iceberg Lounge. And he's just up there. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll show you after, but it's so cool. That That's cool. Detail. Well, like actually, that. don't show me. I'll, I want to see that in there. You want to try, see it? Try, try figure it out in the cinema. That okay. would be cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, because just... yeah, I love details like that. Yeah. Good on you, Matt Reeves, for doing that. Yeah. Um, in terms of another flaw that I have for this movie is that Batman is invincible. Mm-hmm. He has, he's bulletproof, and the criminals only shoot at his bulletproof yeah. area. Yeah. And look, there was a problem with this with Ben Affleck's Batman because he literally gets shot in the back of the skull at one stage, like mm. point blank, and all he does is go, ah, that hurts, and then he turns around and just, you know. I mean, that would give you brain damage. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't care how strong your armor is, that's knocking you out at yep. the very least, yep. giving you long-term brain damage. Yep. And Batman's, he gets a bomb blown up at his face. He makes no attempt to run away from the bomb before it explodes mm. in that funeral scene. Mm. And then he just, like, walks through machine gun fire like it doesn't even affect him. Yep. And for me, if we're trying to be realistic and grounded here, that doesn't really work. Yeah. I don't care whether he... If he, he can wear a a vest that's bulletproof get mm-hmm. shot and go ah that hurts if he gets shot there but then if i was a criminal and i was shooting at him i just go while i'm shooting at him just like aim up slightly you yeah. know because then what is he gonna do no one shoots at his cow in this yeah. movie and it's so clear that his cow isn't, isn't bulletproof yeah, just it's just literally just leather um you can see the stitches on it yeah um and in scenes like the hallway sequence which is amazing it's a beautiful shot, looking sequence um, yeah it when you really start to look into it, it just sucks that, like, one of those bullets, theoretically, yeah. should have hit his skull. Yeah. yeah, and then he'd be dead. And then he'd be dead. Yeah. But they just don't... And then, my problem isn't necessarily that he, he's, he's got a bulletproof suit. It's that he makes no effort to stop the thugs. He's just, yeah. like, he's just taking He's it. just walking. Yeah, which must be very nerve-wracking for the criminals, because they're, like, shooting him, and it's doing nothing. Like, what yeah. else can they do? Yeah. But... 
Just aim up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was Batman and I was being shot there, but my face wasn't protected, I would I would be hauling my ass down that hallway. I would be wanting to get those criminals and knock them out yeah. very quickly because what if they aim up a bit? Or you can just go like the Ned Kelly route and just... Yeah, get an armoured helmet get or something. Get an armoured helmet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing applies to Alfred at one stage. He also gets a bomb blown up in his face and doesn't really... You know, he gets some scars from it, but mm. Pattinson gets a bomb blown up in his face and it does nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, nothing, they, nothing you can do. They do gym. treat him like he's like a... He's got superpowers, yeah. um, which he doesn't. Mm. It's just Batman. Yeah. Um, anyways. What did you think of the Batman using his wingsuit? Um, oh, I loved it, man. Yeah, mm. no, I, I think we were both waiting for the moment where he's going to spread his cape and fly. Yeah. Um, but he didn't. Mm. It was more like a, um, like sort of like a, it's not a hang glider. It's like a wings. Yeah, I think it's, it's called a wingsuit. It's, it's like I a wingsuit. Like, yeah, um, they do it, it. Like people do that. I think he like hit, hit something on his chest or he, he, he buckled yeah, I don't know up where something. It came from, but but it like came over and it was like tied on him and then he just mm. sort of flies down and because he's probably never used it before he yeah. like completely like fumbles and yeah. smashes into the floor yeah. um and survives yeah that's another issue <laughs> um yeah but Walks no it was, it was a really cool moment how he you know punches jim gordon and then we get the whole sequence where he's running up to the top oh yeah that was great which is fantastic man because we never see batman running he's always mm. He's just, just disappearing. disappearing. He does do that in this movie a few times, and but few not times. as many as the Dark Knight does. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, it's really cool to see, like... So that's what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see, like, the, the camera track him when we're running through the police station. And it's just, like, a, a mob of, like, police officers just going after him. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and then he gets to the top, and then he flies down, and we get this cool, like, first-person sort of shot. Yeah, that was a weird one where it was, like, on his... Face. It was a shot like on his face and you could like it was like completely zoomed up yeah, yeah. It, was, it was almost like the top of it was missing it's yeah. like very like on his cut off forehead yeah uh i didn't really vibe with that shot in particular mm. but like the rest of them i'm like yes yeah. that's some great stuff but i think yeah I, it was a weird choice because you can like see his face and he like looks really weird when he's when the camera's right there yeah um but oh well you know great crazy is just trying out new things you know yeah I'd rather he, he tried something different and then it didn't work out as well than just give us like a, I don't know, just like shots from the, from the buildings of him, like just, you know, the CGI blurs going, yeah, you know, so yeah, it's cool. Um, Batman takes a bomb to the face and lives. We covered that. Um, the Riddler's plan unfolds. So mm. Riddler knows who Batman is, Maybe. except he doesn't. It's pretty good how they've left that ambiguous, and I think... Well, I don't think he does know who he is, because... It could be interpreted either way. Yeah. Literally either way. It's it's so ambiguous, no one knows. Mm. Um, obviously, he, he taunts him, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Bruce that was great. Because the audience thinks that he knows who, who Batman is. Yeah. And Batman sees the security camera, and he's like, Oh, oh I'm done for yeah. here. And, but then he just... And then he, he goes just, on to say, he's like the one that got away or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. and then bruce wayne and then batman's like hold on yeah he's like what what do are you saying do you know who i am elaborate please yeah but no very smart move yeah. by just like waiting there and just yep yeah that was a tense scene um until i think batman came in and sat down and then i was like okay he doesn't know who 
Bruce Wayne is. Yeah. Um, or who Batman is. Yeah. But I also like how Riddler was like, I don't really care who you are. I know that Batman is your real, like, that's you. That's, that's your you. identity. You know, I don't care about your other, like, who you were before then, because that's yeah. not you. This yeah. is you. You're this Batman. Yeah. Like, this is how you really are, which is cool. And it's I cool. love the fact that he's saying, like, um, he's saying you're you did this as well we yeah. did this together yeah, that man feels like so defeated he's like no i, I didn't cause this yeah, it's like you did. did this with me batman that's a that was honestly a great twist probably yeah. the greatest twist in the movie like i kind of expected that we were going to get oh bruce wayne's a corrupt person like he's done bad things like we, we've seen that in joker yep you know it's not necessarily revolutionary to be like oh the waynes they were corrupt or you know they did something bad and that led to them being murdered like that's not particularly exciting yeah but what is exciting is batman uncovering all of this stuff and then riddler being like well thanks for that you mm. did exactly as i asked you to yeah you? like yep. you did it for me and batman's like no mm. psychopath mm. Mm. he's like no 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 we're a team we're a yeah. team yeah and then he has a meltdown when batman's like we're not a team I'm not your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really like the fact that this movie sort of plays out um, where the audience can guess along. Yeah. Um, so when, you know, he does a riddle, um, you can think ahead and you're like, okay, what, what, what's going to happen here? Mm. Um, El Rata Alada. Yeah. Um, all of that. Um, and how, you know, he gets URL from that and you can you can sort of be Batman in this situation. Mm. You can... Um, you can sort of play along and figure out what's going to happen next. Um, and then you, at the end, you finally realize like what happens when he brings um, Carmine Falcone under the light. Under the, yeah. um, he's like, bring him out to the light. Um, the riddles were good. The riddles so cool, man. The riddles were like in that sweet spot where if you were really concentrating and you wanted to maybe solve it yourself, you probably could, mm. but but they're also like simple enough that you you could solve them, mm. but then like interesting enough to be, you know, a bit complex. Yeah. And, and and you wouldn't know the answer straight away. You do have to give it think a little it. think. But Batman's, you don't want to be thinking about it because you want to be watching the movie. Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. And Batman figures it out very quickly. All of them. Yeah. Relatively quickly. Yeah. So so that that that's quite cool. Um, let's talk about Riddler's final plan then, because I feel like this movie really falls apart in its third act, yeah. which is very unfortunate because a lot of superhero movies go this way. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to draw a comparison to the Dark Knight here because the Riddler gets captured, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what happens to Joker. Yep. Um, the difference being Joker breaks out, has a little scuffle with Batman, and then once he's dealt with, the movie goes directly onto Harvey Dent and yep. Two-Face, who we've set up. He's already out doing bad stuff. Now Batman has to go and save that. Yep. In this, uh, Riddler gets taken into prison. Mm. And then Batman watches a long video where we explain that he has followers. And yeah. here's his plan. He's going to blow up all of these things. Oh, what a coincidence. They're going to blow up as soon as he starts, as soon as he finishes the video. Yeah. And now it's underwater. Now we've got to have a big, you know... Batman's got to fight lots of people, so where are we going to get them from? Well, Joker has, I mean, Riddler has followers. Yeah. So let's, you know, all go and just shoot random people. Um, it's funny that you said Joker there. Yeah. Because um, it's very similar to Joker 2019, the fact that, that he's gathered a crowd of people who support his motives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny that you said that. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, 
500 followers. It's like very loyal followers. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think I read a review that said something like um, the Riddler has the most loyal fan base yeah. on the internet. <laughs> Hollywood doesn't really understand the internet. Yeah. The internet definitely understands Hollywood, yeah. but Hollywood does not have any idea. Like, because it was sort of like a Twitch platform. Yeah. Like, it was almost like that, but, but it would have to be some sort of dark web thing because there's no way that that would be able to air on twitch be online and so yeah they obviously and if if you have 500 followers and you have an event maybe like three of them will show up you know yep so this is a very dedicated very dedicated i mean to be fair we didn't see 500 of them we saw maybe like five or six maybe i don't know where the other ones were i don't know i I was kind of disappointed by the whole final plan then like it completely left like completely running like did not have the pace yeah the other acts had uh, first halted. first introduction a plus yeah towards the end probably like a b ish yeah, yeah. It, it fell off quite dramatically um i i didn't like the fact that there were these followers that were like had the same masks as the riddler yeah. and that the riddler was in jail and that he, the, his followers are carrying out his plan and it's just like shooting people yeah and it also brings us to this mayor who is severely underdeveloped is just oh i hate these sort of characters because they're just they're they're plot devices they're not actually characters i mean pair that to harvey dent man well pair that to the mayor in the dark knight because we do see the mayor in the dark knight and he doesn't get much development but he does get a scene where he's talking to harvey well harvey dent is the new mayor no 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 he's the district attorney um yeah but he goes for mayor does he yeah you got the whole like oh i'm mayor for I, Den. Uh, i'm Den i vote for i believe in harvey yeah. dent yeah i thought that was for when he was running for da though regardless there is a mayor in the dark night and it's not harvey dent it's like the guy um the, the guy um he has like dark hair um if you look him up you'll recognize him yeah. but it's he's the guy who he goes to the window and then the 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 dead Batman gets mm. thrown down onto the window and it gives you a huge... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. quite young. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a mayor in the Dark Knight and you do get a scene where you see that he's devoted to justice. Anthony and, Garcia. And what he's doing about it. Whereas this mayor, all she does in the movie is show up to this funeral and lectures Bruce Wayne about how he's not doing anything for the city. Like, lady, us, the audience, we know that Bruce Wayne is doing something for the city yeah so in our eyes that makes her look like a you know like an idiot yeah like she's just patronizing him yeah we know that he's doing something good and she's like well you're not doing anything for this city mr wayne yeah like, i keep trying to get in contact with you but your people are saying you're busy yes and it's like lady just shut up like he's I batman know. he's we know he's batman i know you don't know he's batman but the audience knows so why are you lecturing batman about how he's not doing anything for this city and then that's literally all we see of her she goes to this rally even though it's incredibly dangerous she says i'm tired of no one standing for real change she walks out to give a speech yep. three seconds later she gets yeah, shot, shot with a sniper rifle I know. and then she lives I know. she gets shot with I know. a sniper rifle and then she where did she get shot is it in the shoulder it doesn't she got shot with a sniper rifle like there's yeah. like those those bullets are huge like, know. You know, and there's no follow-up shots like it's just the one and then you know she just gets shot and then jeffrey right runs out afterwards yeah. to help out and then we see her being rescued by batman at the end but like 
this character is has no substance she's completely flat and as as for the plot is concerned she's just the key to you know oh she's going to solve everything yeah. like bro as far as we know she may be corrupt as well yeah yeah so we've and, got no evidence that and, she's and actually a good leader her whole name is like it's meant to be this sort of metaphor for like real change like mm. her name's mayor real oh right um look they could have dived into that a lot more and made that a lot more interesting but it, yeah it, the character just needs some more development yeah. going on there yeah um yeah yeah the, the movie seems to say that um because let's look at the corrupt people we have all of those district attorneys we have the we have penguin we have carmine mm-hmm. we have all of these people the only th- the things they have in common is that they are white they're male and they age between i'd say probably 40 and 60 mm. and then who are the good people in the story well we have oh i don't think we'd say that bruce wayne's a good person um we have maybe alfred's a good person um we have selena carl is portrayed as a good person i yeah. don't think she is though um Jim Gordon's a good person. Right, yeah. um, there's a scene near the, the end. The mayor's a good person. The mayor. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And well, so, well, as far as the movie's concerned. Yeah. So it seems like we're going on a bit of a sort of, you know, we're dividing by race here. Yeah. And that sort of comes to fruition in when Catwoman says the white privilege line. Which is... She's literally talking to Bruce Wayne, well, to Batman, yeah. who, as far as she can see, is, is white. white. Yeah. And she just stands there and says to his face, oh, these white privilege, you know, a-holes or whatever. Mm. It's like, lady, you're talking to a white person who's d- devoted himself to justice. Crime fighting. It's like, oh, just it doesn't why? Make sense. Why yeah. was that in there? It's completely irrelevant to the story. Yeah. It just felt like something they put in there just to get some little points, yeah. points on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just completely t- took me out of the movie. I'm like, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that where we're going? Because it doesn't didn't didn't look like that's yeah, where we're going. Yeah. You know, people are, who are corrupt doesn't matter what race or you know gender or whatever. Yep. People can be corrupt. Anyone can be corrupted. Yeah. Um. But not as far as this movie is concerned. Um, there's a scene at the end where um, they they go to arrest Carmine Falcone, and he's like, "Don't you know I've got like connections everywhere? This whole yeah. city's corrupt." Yeah. And they walk outside, and Jim Gordon's like. Not everyone's corrupt. It's yeah. like a whole, like, the police forces yeah. there, all the good guys, which yeah. is pretty cool. That was a good scene. Yeah, yeah, that was good to see that there are a few people who are, you know, not corrupt. Yeah. But the, the main characters in this movie, it seems to be very divided by race, and that's kind of concerning, considering these movies are, you know, I don't want them to be tackling issues like race. Mm. Um, save that for your, you know, your social... You know, indie films. Yes, well, say not necessarily indie films, but just save that for the political films. Like, yeah. give us a political film if you want to do that. But um, this is a Batman movie. We're concerned with Batman. If you're corrupt, you should be in jail. Yep. Um, so by that logic, logic, um, Selina Kyle should be in jail. Batman should be in jail. You know, it needs to be more nuanced than just yeah. You know, you did bad things, so you should be in jail. Yeah, it it, it does suck that they're they're labeling. You know white race 40 to 60 year old men as being corrupt like well, there's just no there's no there's no nothing more than that it's just like everyone who is corrupt who gets put in jail in terms of the villains they're either the riddler who's just a white young man mm. it looks like yeah and then all of the really corrupt like the da mm. the mayor mm. the police chief yep 
um, virtually everyone who gets murdered in this movie is is white male between forty and yeah. sixty. It's yeah. kind of kind of weird, um, but I I don't want to go on to this point any longer because it's, I think it's just uh, I don't know if it's a coincidence or if they're doing it intentionally. But please just don't continue that. Mm. You know, let's just have a more nuanced discussion than just you know white man who's middle-aged is yeah. definitely corrupt you know we need to throw them in jail so that the this mayor who's about as flat as a something that's flat is a, <laughs> is a you know as a character yeah okay let's go then to the joker post-credit scene that's not a post-credit scene god um eternals man is playing joker um he's like god how old is he he'd be like 25 he's young 30 he's really young and so he's playing Joker. So we're having a Joker again. This is a young Joker because we haven't seen that before because that went great last time. Remember last time we had a young Joker? How well that went for everyone? It was not good. He's In 29. A little movie called Suicide Squad. Yeah. People loved that one, didn't they? Yeah, it was a good um, one. But what, what are your thoughts on this Joker? I've, I've seen Eternals, so you can't hate on me for hating on this. I don't want Joker in these movies. I've had so many Jokers... It's already been perfected by Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. We've had... Well, I, I remember you saying this, and this is a really good point. We've had Joaquin Phoenix, who surprisingly, you know, he did pretty good as well. And that was like... That was a reach. So you yeah. shouldn't try to go any further. It's happened. It's a miracle. Mm. Don't try it again. Um, oh, man, there's so many more interesting characters to explore other than Joker. Um his character design does not look good. I don't think Barry Keohan has the chops to pull off the Joker. Um, I did not enjoy his character in Eternals at all. I thought he was terrible. Um, <laughs> well, it's going to be so controversial, but I don't care. I, I don't think he's going to be able to pull it off. And if he does pull it off, well, come back here and hate on this podcast. Yeah. Um, you have the right to do so. It would be great if he could, but goodness me, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Heath Ledger's done the character. It's perfect. That's it. That's yeah. it. We got it. Why do we need to do it again? I know that, you know, Joker is like the exact opposite of Batman and that's like he's very crucial to the Batman story, but why now? Why do we need to do I, it in the very first movie to introduce Joker? I just feel like we're recycling characters. Yeah. There's so many more characters to explore from Batman's... Um, Court of Owls. Yeah. Hush. Like, just ex explore other characters, man. We, we don't need another Joker. We, in fact, we didn't need another Riddler um, because we've had Riddler in so many previous films. Jim Carrey did a questionable Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> questionable. But explore other characters, man. Yeah. Like, you've, you've been given the chance to do a new Batman trilogy and you're just giving us the Joker You've again. done exactly what Batman Begins does. You know, we go this whole movie with a new character. Yeah. And then at the very end, we have Joker, the Joker cars. Yeah. But but I would say that Batman Begins does it a lot better. Yeah. Because yeah. they're much more subtle about it. Very it's like, subtle. Okay, you know, Batman's still doing police work. Yeah. What's happening now? Well, now that Batman's, you know, come into society, the villains are going to mask up as well. Yep. So here we have the Joker. Oh, it's the end. Yep. Whereas this, it's like, it felt so much like a Marvel post credit scene. It yeah. could literally be at the end of oh the movie. Oh my God, after the, could After be. the credit scene, and it would not change anything. He doesn't add anything to the plot whatsoever. And Eternals, man, I'm sorry, I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like you. I don't like you. I don't even know how to pronounce your name. <laughs> Barry Keoghan. And I, 
I would love to be proven wrong and him to do a great Joker performance. But why do we have to do this again, man? Like, it's just the same thing. What, we're going to have the second movie with the Joker? And now, what, third movie? Is that going to have the Joker? Or is the Joker going to get dealt with in the second movie? Like, I just want new characters, man. Yeah. It's something it, different. Why are we just doing this again to repeat the same I hate, process? I hate the character design so much. I just hate it. And I know we haven't even seen it properly, but I already hate it. Well, that's the thing as well. They didn't even have the guts to show us properly. I they hate just... the laugh. Oh, yeah, that was very forced. Oh, it's just, oh, it just annoys me. <laughs> and this is, this is what I'm saying. The Joker brings out many emotions in fans. It's a very divisive topic in terms of Jokers. You know, is it Joaquin or is it Heath or... You know, is it Jared <laughs> But it's 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 a very divisive subject and I don't know why, you know, we need to suffer through these sort of arguments again, you mm. know. But speaking of which, I wanted to, you know, cap off the podcast by going over a few questions. And one of the questions I had was what was the main theme of this movie and how did how did Batman's sort of character change and develop? What was the Batman message here? And is it a good message? That's a very good question. Because um, we do have the whole I'm vengeance or I'm, I don't want to be vengeance. Yeah, I, I, I do think... Um, it, I mean, the overarching theme, I'd, I'd have to have a think about that one. Um, but I, I do think that Batman does grow as a character throughout yeah. the film. Um, I, I think he he sides with the people more he he becomes like a people person he mm. he he helps out obviously at the end there's a shot where you see him helping people yeah. that's a beautiful shot by yeah, the way walking with the flare man of the people yeah um yeah at the end you see him carrying like this little girl um so he's he's becoming like a a, a hero now mm. um yeah at the start he was more just sort of lost and in his anger and his hatred yeah. um, and of, of, of all people of humanity. And, and he, maybe love is the overarching theme here. Yeah, man. Like, sort of love, hope, 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 compassion. I, compassion. I don't know, that's a, it's a weird theme for a Batman movie, I'll I say know. that. It's, it's sort of like he became Superman at the end in mm. terms of like, you know, I was just about beating up criminals, but I need to be a hero and I'm going to help people. You know, Batman d does help people, um, but I don't know where they're going to take it now that he's a hopeful Batman. Mm. I almost would have preferred it if he had just, like, gone full-on, like, just... Like, he just dug into Edward Nash and just, like, absolutely brutally murdered him. Like, I would right. have loved that. Right. Like, he's just, just completely lost his mind. He's, like... Yeah. He's thrown away Alfred. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. He's thrown away that would be interesting. the police force. Just become like full yeah. on brooding, just alter, yeah. just ego. I tell you where this movie should have ended. Right, we get this monologue with something in the way, mm. which is you know the second time that song has come on, which is almost a problem in itself. I don't know why. Give us, give it twice once. Why you're allowed to use the same song in the same movie twice? Yeah. Um, there's a shot. We go through this monologue. He's like, you know. You know, I, I was I was vengeance or whatever, but you know, I need to be something more. There's this shot, he finishes his monologue, and then he finishes the shot, um, he finishes his monologue looking up into the camera, and it's that shot that we saw in the trailer. We saw that shot in the trailer of Batman, he's got mud on him, he's all muddy, his bat suit's all muddy, he's been helping out people. He says he literally tells us the theme of the movie mm. and what he's learned. Mm. He's staring up into the camera. The music builds. I'm like, oh, 
this is going to be the end. Yep. Then it cuts. And then we have this Selena Carl send-off scene and then the movie ends. Yeah. Selena Carl, you know, she's she's a good side character, but but why end the movie there? Yeah. You know, why this movie was made from what I from beginning to end, it seems like he at the start his vengeance. At the end he realizes like, oh vengeance isn't very good, which is kind of odd for Batman, but he's like, Oh, you know, I need to be more than vengeance. Then you end the movie. Hmm. But the problem is they showed that shot in the trailer, so I'm like, if you end that there, I'm going to be very mad because you can't show the final shot of your movie in your trailer. In trailer. And then they just go through and they have this motorcycle thing where they're, they're riding alongside each other. Then Catwoman goes left, Batman goes right. Hmm. Then Batman's just driving off. No, Nothing close. happens. Yeah. You see some Batman mask, you know, on his face. Yeah. And then the music builds and then it ends. Like, yeah. I can, so I get that Batman's going back into Gotham, like he's not finished yet. Mm. But like he's just driving off on his motorbike. Yeah. Like why? Why do you end the well, movie there? Don't we end with? Oh no! Is this before the penguins like looking over the Gotham City and it's like all flooded? That's that's in the monologue. That's in the monologue. Yeah. Okay. But the final shot of the movie is him riding off, just on his motorbike, and mm. it's a close up of his face, and then the music just builds, and then it cuts to black. Yeah. Bad ending. Bad ending. In could my have, opinion. It could have been a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Just and the whole the whole end of this movie wasn't as good as the first bit, which was really, really good. I mean think of like Batman begins, the Dark Knight even the Dark Knight Rise probably Dark Knight Rises ending was good, man. Yeah, oh, all was, of the endings of the Nolan films good. were great. And yeah. even now I'm a Snyder fan, but the ending to BVS wasn't good. The ending to Justice League wasn't very good. Um the ending to um oh, that's not a Batman movie. Um yeah, I mean, Mark Keaton's movies are just terrible, so. Um, is this movie too long? Here we go again with this discussion. Um, I hate this discussion. This is like this discussion that infuriates me so much about modern fandom because, you know, I'm a big Snyder fan. and A lot of people, they see a four-hour movie and they just inherently go, oh, you know, well, first off, it's four hours, so that's not good. Yep. Um, but is, is this movie too long? Did you... Do you feel like it should have ended earlier? You know, could things have been cut out? Mm. What do you reckon? It's tough, <coughs> tough discussion. Um, I, I didn't feel like I was sitting in the theatre just, like, waiting for this to end. Like, it went pretty quick. Mm. Um, so maybe it's done that right. Um, but they could have condensed this a lot more, um, yeah. made it a lot shorter. Um, but I don't really care. I mean, I'll take as much Batman as I can get. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, yeah. Um, how does this compare to 2019's Joker? Because they're very similar movies in terms of, you know, it's a gritty reboot. Gotham's very well stylized, mm. and they're standalone films, and, you know, they're a bit more artsy than other comics. Yeah, Joker's a lot more... Um, <clears throat> Joker's a lot more artsy. It it understands its themes more. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's more like clear cut. It's more central. It's like more um streamlined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it understands what it's doing more. Batman's sort of um, it's it's lost in where it wants to settle yeah. and finish. Mm. Um, Joker's like clear from the start, and I think the yeah, the, it's a very streamlined story. It understands where it's going, whereas. Yeah, maybe maybe Batman got lost a bit along the way in terms of its I its overarching so. theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it, 
a lot of people, a lot of idiots online um, love to degrade old movies to prop up the new movie that they think is really cool. Mm. So that's led a lot of people to say that this movie is better than The Dark Knight, which is one of the best films of all time. Not, you know, not even comic book. Not even comic, not even superhero. I mean, it's, it's on multiple, like, critically acclaimed, like, sites. Yeah, it's IMDb, like number four. On multiple... Yeah. Sites it is sitting comfortably near the top yep. with the Godfather, with you know um, Shawshank. Shawshank, it's it's up the top, man. Is it so? The Batman is it better than the Dark Knight? Uh, is is the um the hype? You know those hype beasts on Twitter. You know they say everything's better than you know insert prestigious movie from yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, look, maybe it's just because I'm biased. Um, the Dark Knight's my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, if, if you didn't know that already, people. <clears throat> um, no, it, it's it's not even close, and I think we've had a pretty good chat here. Um, can we just can we just make it clear we enjoyed this movie? I did enjoy. We this enjoyed movie. this movie, yeah, yeah. but there is a lot of issues though. And, and I think yeah, maybe we're just trying to point out the issues in terms of what we want moving forward with mm. this trilogy. I didn't even want a trilogy to start with. Right. Um, I wanted a just a, a central focus Batman detective story. But they had to go the full expand the cinematic yeah, they had universe. To do a big finale at the end, um, and it, it seems of... like they're trying to reestablish the DCEU with this in terms of they're going to make new spin-offs and spin-off shows. They're going to make this a trilogy. They're probably going to have multiple trilogies going on. Yeah, um, I bet the third trilogy will introduce like a Robin or a Dick Grayson or something, yeah. and then from there there'll be a trilogy of Dick Grayson or Robin movies. And... I just wanted a solo Batman. <laughs> Is it that hard? It's the same with Joker. Just give us one movie. One movie. I want one movie. Stop uh, trying to capitalize on all the money you can make. Just give us a good movie, man. Yeah. And Matt Reeves did a pretty good job, but it's it's clearly not perfect. It's not the Dark Knight Rise. Uh, the Dark Knight. Well, <laughs> it's not the Dark Knight. It's so far from the Dark Knight. Yeah. It's not even funny. Um, the Dark Knight is literally like perfect on oh, all yes, fronts. Like, I agree. An incredibly made film. Yeah, I'm um, not even like your. It's your favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie of all time. But goodness me, every time I watch The Dark Knight, it's yeah. like you press play and then you watch the movie and then it ends and you're like, what? Yeah. Like I was completely engaged every and, single time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. And it's perfectly paced. Yeah. Music's great. Action's great. Story's great. Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Batman is great. Like. It's very streamlined, and it it's, it it knows exactly what yeah. it's doing, and it only does what it's doing. Yeah. It doesn't take twenty minutes to go on this, you know, Catwoman side adventure. Yeah. Or, you know, everything is just so well done, and these idiots, <laughs> these idiots online, who like to, you know, the recency bias to the max. Yeah. I'd say yeah. they come out of a movie and they yeah. think, oh, that is so good. Then insert us you know, with Godzilla vs Kong. <laughs> they come out of the movie and straight away it can't just be oh i like that movie but you know there are some things that could have been better i think oh well it, it's know, always straight to it's always oh this is better than that better this than is, dark knight oh yeah it's got to be better than the dark knight because that's know, the only one you should be comparing it to. i enjoyed this movie so therefore it must be better than the dark no one's saying this is better than michael keaton's movie like why aren't people saying that? 
why are they why are they destroying the Dark Knight? Yeah, to... why does the Dark Knight suddenly become this like punching bag yeah. for DC fans? And Matt Reeves wouldn't want that. He wouldn't yeah. want that at all. Yeah. Robert Pattinson wouldn't want that. Yeah. No one wants that. Yeah. Just appreciate it or depreciate it as a solo film. You don't need to compare it to another film to be able to, to be to be to, to elevate it. That's yeah. what they do. They they can't elevate a film without tearing down another one. Yeah. And look man, The Dark Knight's one of the best movies of all time. So just like shut up and get on with it. Like yeah. if you like this movie, great. I like this movie too. Yeah. Let's enjoy the movie. Yeah. Okay? It's not it's not set in the Dark Knight universe. Yeah, yeah. So why does it have to be better yeah. than the yeah. Dark Knight? And I, and I can see that there's there's elements in the Batman that I like more about the Dark that I prefer against the Dark Knight. Yeah. Like I think yeah. Gotham in this movie is I agree. like the perfect Gotham. I agree. Um, but it's completely different from Nolan's films. Nolan yeah. was going for like realism. Yeah. He wants Gotham City to feel real. Yeah. Gotham City in this movie doesn't feel particularly. It, it real. just feels Batman. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly you know it's a different take. It's a completely different tone, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and to be able to compare them and say, oh my God, this is better than Dark Knight. It's, you're wholly incorrect in saying that because you're comparing two films against one another that are completely different. Different things. Yeah. Idiots. And maybe yeah. that's why ranking films is so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of people like to do it. Um, yeah, man, look, but overall, it's not better than The Dark Knight because The Dark Knight's a brilliant movie and it contains the, in my opinion, the best performance from anyone ever mm. in a film. Mm. But, no, Matt Reeves is like, oh, we want to do The Joker again. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway. I think there's just a bit of frustration building up for where this is going in the future it, it's clear that they wanted to establish a, a trilogy um mm. th there's so many setups going on it's just a shame that you know certain movie franchises have established the fact that you need to make it a cinematic universe yeah mm. when when it doesn't need to be that it, it should have been a solo film it's it's disgusting that they want to capitalize on money to the max um this could have absolutely just been an incredible movie it could have been uh you know it could have reached the heights of the dark knight it could have changed everything yeah if it had been a solo film if it stayed focused on what it was trying to do here mm -hmm. and that's my ultimate criticism of this film it doesn't it gets lost in what it's trying to do yeah you know it, it has a lot of fun with the riddles and a lot of fun with the detective stuff mm -hmm. but you can't just do detective stuff and say, oh, that's 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 it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. your Batman story. Yeah. It's just detective stuff. Yeah. You know, you have to change. You have to go on a journey with this character. Batman Begins. You go on a journey with the character. Dark Knight. You go on a journey with the character. Dark Knight Rises. You go on a journey with the character. In this, Riddler kills some people. So then Bruce Wayne investigates, mm. and then at the end he decides he doesn't want to be Batman. He wants to be slightly better than Batman. Yeah. But we only get that from five minutes of overall monologuing from Robert Pattinson, which is a very cheap way of, you know, doing exposition. Yep. You know, because you haven't made the theme, you know, you haven't made the theme 
It's expedited character development. Well, yeah, exactly. You, you're not making the theme obvious to the audience yeah. by actually yeah. the character's you're actions. You're just telling them yeah. the theme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just like hammering it home. Yeah. And it's like we, we, we get the theme. Um, well, we don't get the theme. Well, we don't get the theme. But at the end of The Dark Knight, we definitely get the theme. Yeah. Same with all the and other I, And I think that's why I was, when you asked me that question before, you're like, what's the theme of The Dark, of The, of the, the Batman? Movie. And I'm like, you don't have to think about and that. That's the thing that makes us care about the character throughout the entire movie. What's the journey that is going on here? Like, mm. where, where is the character going to go? Because yep. that's what provides everything else. Yep. There are great elements of this movie. Gotham City, Catwoman, Penguin, mm. Batman. Carmine. Yeah, even Batman himself, Alfred. Oh, brilliant. Everything yeah. is so good, but it just didn't quite come together for me in terms of a cohesive narrative yep. that's taking us from point A to point B. Part, it, yeah. it took us from point A to point A, point five, yeah. and did some cool stuff along the way. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Yeah. But you've got to give me some more substance there. Parts one and two? Yes. Parts yes. three? And yeah, it fell apart in that final bit. And and they could have just they could have quite easily just taken their time, just forgot about the cinematic universe, mm. just made a good Batman conclusion, yeah. and figured out where they were going, and they would have had an amazing film. I do hope though, Matt Reeves, he's going around saying, "Oh, Mister Freeze would be a cool villain. Hush would be a cool villain. Court of Owls would be a cool villain." Mate, you can't have every villain in this next movie. What are you going to do? Yeah. Does he have a plan? Because yeah. if he doesn't have the script now, we're not going to be getting the sequel yeah. in two years. Yeah. We're going to be getting it in four years. Yeah. And you... I mean, we had Batman Begins 2006, um, Dark Knight 2008, and then... 2012. 2012. Um, so that's four years later. Mm. Um, so, I mean, you got to... Matt Reeves, please, I really hope that you have the script... Or at least you have a good idea of what you want to do. Because at the moment, Robert Pattinson's going around saying, oh, this would be cool, that would be cool, that would be cool. And Matt Reeves is saying, oh, that'd be cool, that'd be yeah. cool. But like, they don't... I hope they're just saying that. Yeah. And they, behind the scenes, they know the plan. And, and more importantly, as we've seen with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, Batman in the first movie... Batman in the second movie, Batman in the third movie. Mm. I really, I bloody hope that they have at least a very brief outline yep. of where they're going to take this character. Yep. Because they can't just do isolated adventures like this. Otherwise, it just won't, like, it won't amount to anything. Yep. You know? When you get to the end, it won't be satisfying. And that's the opportunity that Matt Reeves has here because Nolan, you can see, he didn't really have a vision of where he wanted to take the character. He just made the best Batman movie he could every single time. Yep. Mm. But Matt Reeves has the ultimate opportunity here because he is, he is making a Batman movie in a time where people love superhero movies and they'll go see them. This one's doing well, so the next one will do even better. Yep. And the one after that will do even better. That's just how it works. Yep. So Matt Reeves should know that he has at least three movies to go here of two more after this. So if he doesn't plan out what he wants to do, he's he will be stupid and he will he will suffer. He, he, the fact is, the simple matter of the fact is, he should have already planned it. We 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 should we shouldn't be hearing him saying, "This is cool. This is cool. This is cool." Yeah. You should be saying, "We're doing this." Yeah. Or just not or saying just anything. Shutting saying, up. We have a plan. We've already. We know what we're doing. Yeah. 
Because is Joker going to be in the next one? Or are they waiting to see how we react to the Joker? He's talking about quarter hours, harsh. With Joker. I mean, Edwin Ashton's still alive. The Penguin's still alive. That's like eight villains right there. And like... It's terrifying, man. It's like Spider-Man No Way Home flashbacks. (laughs) Oh. Goodness me. Okay, well... In terms of the music segment, um, we, we... Let's finish it on a good note, man. Yeah, what did you think of the Michael Giacchino How is that Michael Giacchino? You've, uh, you've impressed us. And he has not redeemed himself for Spider-Man No Way Home. He will never redeem himself. I, I think he's a good composer. Like, he, he, he seriously messed up with Spider-Man <laughs> No Way Home. That's a huge error, man. Huge error. Like, bad... <laughs> Um, but he's made some incredible scores in the past. Um, Incredibles, uh, Up, fantastic. I even loved his War for the Planet of the Apes stuff. I know you didn't, but I did. Um, I just don't remember. You just don't remember. Um, I I would say he did a pretty good job here. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. I loved all the different themes. Catwoman's theme was great. Yeah. Riddler's theme was 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 good. Also very different from the other themes. Yeah. Batman's theme, it's the first three notes of the Imperial March, but it was still used quite well. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was used, like, a lot. That's what I was going to say. He recycles it a lot. And yeah. so you just go home from the cinema with the, with the three notes in your head. Yeah, and that's not necessarily to say that it's a good theme. It just It's a very simple theme that he just did over and over and over again. So are they going to do this in the next one? Because if we get three movies of these three notes, it's going to... three Nirvana songs in the next one. It's going to be rough with those three notes, you know, the... Like, I don't want to hear that for three movies straight. Yeah. I mean, I know know we raised the point of probably don't compare, but, um, I mean, Hans, he he established different themes for, for each character. Um, there's really no recycling going on in his stuff. Um, maybe a tiny bit, but very little. Yeah, well, you still have the same Batman theme, but with Hans Zimmer's music, there's a lot of different elements to it, and it's it's very it's very intricate. There are a lot of different instruments going on, yeah. so he can he can go in and change things slightly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this is just three notes. Yeah. How are you going to change that? You can't. Yeah. So you know, I hope what happens i mean best case scenario you just get a different composer mm. and you just you you use the Hans same you use the same vibe of this score yeah and you just create something new yep um but yeah i don't i don't want to hear these same notes over and over again because it, it'll try it'll drive me nuts watching all three of those movies back to back in you know 10 yep. years time or whatever yeah yep. um but yeah uh, anyway so into the rewatch playlist this week or this episode goes it's raining vengeance mm. hallelujah mm. um so <laughs> it's raining vengeance so this song plays when we're first introduced to batman and what an introduction it is yeah, the best 10 minutes yeah the best part of the movie for sure um so that's going into the playlist i think Jaden, you're gonna have to have a detailed look at the rest of the songs because yeah. it's tough competition there are a lot it, of it really is a good tough songs. competition and to be fair to michael g um there are a lot of there are a lot of very diverse songs. There's not just the same three notes over and over again. The Catwoman theme's very different. The Riddler's theme's very different, and all of these other you know melodic themes are very very good. So yep. I'll give credit where credit is due. There's nothing that you know stands out as oh I remember that theme. 
um, right. Know, it, it's in terms of Batman, they all just sort of mesh together. Okay. And that's why I have to listen to it again because I yeah. can't sure. establish, oh, I really liked the song during the car chase sequence. I can't even remember what that was. So I have to have another listen. And maybe that's because I watched the movie a week or two ago. Right. All right, let's go to some tier ranking, shall we? Mm. Um, who would like to go first? You go. Okay. Um, look, I'm a big fan of Batman. I love some Batman. Um, I have very high expectations for Batman. I mean, it's the greatest superhero of all time. Mm -hmm. So I think people are allowed to have high expectations given the past Batman movies that we've gotten. My favourite Batman of all time is Ben Affleck. Um, it, it remains Ben Affleck at this stage. Um, but I'm open. I'm open to other Batman. <laughs> yep. I'm, um, I'm open to Pattinson coming into the Bruce Wayne aspect of this role because I feel like that will really connect me to him. I, I desperately need some more substance to the man behind the mask here. Yep. And we got a good Batman story here, only just, I'd say. But um, I think it would be good for the sequel to delve into the more of the Bruce Wayne aspect of things. What is Bruce Wayne going to do to help Gotham City? Mm. Um, let's have a bit more nuance in tackling these social issues like corruption because, you know, had about the subtlety of a jackhammer with these race issues. Um, so I didn't particularly enjoy, enjoy that. Um, <laughs> Catwoman is obviously gone on a side quest at the moment. Yeah. It doesn't make sense at this stage for her to come Spin back. Spin-off show. Yeah, exactly. That's what they were doing. Um, I, I honestly, I think Zoe Kravitz was good. Mm. I don't think she's good enough to have her back in the second and the third one, though. I think she's very, you know, she can come in every now and then, maybe. You know, that's just what Catwoman does. But... I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't desperately need her back again. I mean, I loved Robert Pattinson. Um, I loved um, uh, whoever played Carmine Falcone. Um, John Turturro. Yeah, he was really, really good. I loved um, Penguin as well. Very intimidating. I loved the mob, the mob aspect of this and the Gotham City. Beautiful. I would like, if this was a Batman TV series, like, oh, I would be so down. Like, for 10 hours of this like just Batman just like solving different crimes in Gotham like oh yes I would give it to me mm. um like I would love that so I'm, I'm very interested to revisit this universe I hope they know what they're doing because because if they don't they they really have no excuse they have the time to plan things now um look I'll watch the Penguin spin-off show I'll watch the other spin-off shows I like the universe so yep um look overall in this movie I enjoyed it um, the second time I think I enjoyed it more, um, but then the, the issues are very obvious and there are lots of lots of issues. Um, so that's why I get a bit angry when people tell me this is better than the best movie, one of the best movies of all time, because it's just not. Mm. Um, doesn't mean that Robert Pattinson has not got the potential to be the best. Batman. It doesn't degrade no. this movie. By no, not means. at all. And Matt Reeves... Sort of... oh, sorry, go on. Well, I'm just saying... When, when people raise the point, you know, this is better than Dark Knight, yeah, okay, we have to respect that opinion, but we're, we're also going to push back against that and explain why it's not. So yeah. if, you're, if you're saying, oh, well, well that's just completely um, hypocritical for you to say, well, the, the Batman isn't better, then we're just having a bit of a pushback. We're here. outlining the issues here. We're not just sort of generalizing and saying, Oh, the Batman's good, thus it's better than Dark Knight. We, we've, we've, 
broken down the issues there in terms of both of the movies. You can compare it, I guess. It's up to you, whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. But don't degrade other forms of art just to uplift um, the one that you think is cool in the moment. Overall, I'm going to give it a B plus because um, I don't think it does enough to get onto that A category. And um, I mean, I'll revisit it. I'll I will get it the day it comes out on 4K. I will revisit it on 4K. I might check it out in the cinema again, um, but I don't have a burning urge to go and see this movie again, yeah. which is, you know, considering how hyped I was for this movie, is, you know, sort of says something in itself. Mm. Um, but I'm very interested for the Batman too. Yeah. I, I'm going to watch that trailer, and I'm going to love that trailer. And then when I get to see the movie and I see scenes that were in the trailer, I'm also going to get mad that they yeah, were in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is the circle of life. Mm. Don't call it the Batman 2, that's for sure. Oh, please. Yeah, what are they going to do? The, the Batman semicolon something. Yeah. That's what they'll do. Yep. The Batman Court of Owls. Very simple. Yeah. Anyway, what did you, you give it? B plus. B plus. What is your T ranking? Um, look, I think the individual elements in this film... My biggest problem is how it all comes together. Um, I think the individual elements of this film work really, really well. Mm. I, I pretty much love everything about it. I, I love Zoe Kravitz. I love the Penguin. I love John Turturro. I love uh, Robert Pattinson. I love uh, Jeffrey Wright. Um, Paul Dano. I love the music. Um, I love the setting. Um, maybe it's just the story. Maybe this story is my biggest problem. Mm. Um, I think the Riddler's final plan was just weak. Um, I think there was a, it, it was building towards something a lot bigger than it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why at the end, when we see his big plan was to flood Gotham, it just yeah. felt it's like what? It just felt disappointing. Why does that get rid of the corruption? And and the fact that he's in jail so all of his followers are carrying out his work it it, it just yeah. feels like a cheap way to end it after establishing you know, the first two thirds of the movie as being just some of the best batman stuff we've seen yeah um the the ending just didn't land like the first stuff did man um the i was so excited at the start for the tone uh, like mm. i was going i was losing my mind yeah, in yeah. the cinema it was great um those first few sequences were just incredible um just getting introduced to batman um i love all the detective work um i think that's just fantastic stuff i had a great time watching this movie um maybe that's going to change on a rewatch who knows um i, I just kind of felt let down by the fact that they wanted to establish this as a cinematic universe, that they brought in Barry Keohan as the Joker. Um, it just feels cheap, man. Um, it, it's... Like, you, you, you make us excited for this, this film that you promise, and then you deliver something else, and you, you go on and give us post-credit scenes, you go on and do all this stuff that the fans just don't want. We've had so many Batman trilogies, man. Why are we getting another one? Like, and it, it, it's just, it's money. It comes down where's, to money. Where's our Superman trilogy? God yeah, like, yeah. Why, why are we so concerned? I mean, I know that he's very profitable, but why are we so concerned with Batman and not, you know, creating a, a, a decent, you know, 
Deathstroke movie or, yeah. you know, I mean, I know we've had a good Joker movie, but what's wrong with, you know, having a, a another great Justice League movie or you know, a great Green Lantern movie? Or they, DC have so many characters, mm. but it feels like here yeah, they're just doing the same thing that Nolan did, yeah. except with a bit more style. Yeah, it just, it just feels like they're trying to reach the heights of Nolan. They're trying to be the next Nolan when... It's it's not a competition. Yeah, like it doesn't really matter. Create your own style. Create your own film. You know, make it a single film, and maybe it might reach that Im- impact that mm-hmm. Nolan's films did. Don't be the next Nolan. No one's going to be the next Nolan in terms of the Dark Knight. It's its own. God. It's its own thing. It, it it created something wholly special, entirely special. Just don't try to replicate it. Now, I mean, people are people that made the film are saying we are going to be better yeah. and it's like it's not a competition yeah um and and if you don't understand that then maybe you shouldn't be making the film um i mean i, I was so incredibly excited for this film and i loved watching it i thought i had a great time watching it but yeah when you start to pick it apart there's, there's clear issues going on um it, it's not a perfect film as many have labeled it to be um it's just clear man like there's issues there's it's, it's as simple as that well, and that's the thing. with the movie people come out of the cinema and it either has to be the worst movie they've ever seen or the best movie they've ever seen and you know people have come out and and been more on the positive side and yeah. said this is the best movie i've ever seen you know and i personally didn't walk out of the theater saying that yeah i walked out of the theater of june saying this yeah. that's the one of the best movie that i've ever seen yeah um, I really wanted to walk out of this movie saying this is the best Same. movie I've ever Same. seen. But, you know, and oh. I do, I do want to stress that because I know we've gotten a bit negative towards the end, but that's, it's, it's coming from a place of compassion and love for the Batman franchise. Yeah. You know, we both love the Batman movies. Maybe we should do the Dark Knight soon on the podcast. It yeah. would be a good chat. But yeah. Continue with your ratings. Um, I want to be proven wrong with the second one, by all means. I don't want the second one to flop. I, yeah. I'm, it's a good starting point, I guess. I don't want to be that negative guy who's, oh, I hope the second one just absolutely yeah. gets destroyed at the yeah. box office. I don't want that. Yeah. And um, even if it is terrible, it, it won't. It'll I want it to be well. better than this, yeah. man. I, I don't particularly like Batman Begins. Um, right. It, I think it's it's an all right origin story. Well, but, exactly. And people might look at this in 10 years' time and go, well, you know, it was an all right start, yeah. but... That second and that third one were really good. So, so, so maybe he's going to just go all out on the second one. Maybe yeah. he's just, maybe he's trying to meticulously well, recreate the steps that Nolan was did. his first part. I mean, you think he's done two movies about monkeys, and he's done a movie. He's done two horror movies. He hasn't done a lot of movies, to be fair. Yeah, he's done four movies. Yeah, and so maybe this is just you know, for a first attempt, it's mm. pretty damn good. Like I'd I'd say I like um War for the Planet of the Apes more. In this movie, yeah, yeah, it, it it's just it's more. That was his second movie, so doing yeah. the ape stuff. Yeah, so. he he knew what he was doing with that. This just feels very muddled in terms yeah. of where it's trying to go. Sure. Um. Yeah, look, I'm I I know we've been wholly negative about it. Um, but it, we, we started off very. Positive. It's because we pick apart movies chronologically. So yeah. we start and then we move through the movie and then we finish. And obviously, the end wasn't the best part as we've raised. Yeah. Um, so that, that's why we're being negative about it, but yeah, we had a good time watching this. Yeah, we sure. thought it was great. You should definitely go watch it as, you know, it, it's, a, it's a seriously good film. Um, it's, it does some fantastic stuff. It's, it's just, it kind of fell apart at the end, um, which is unfortunate. Um, 
thank God the Dark Knight still stands as my favorite. <laughs> no, I'm okay. joking, I'm joking. Um, but it is still my favorite. Um, yeah, look, may- maybe I was a bit disappointed just talking about it. Maybe I should go rewatch it. Of mm. course, I'm going to rewatch it. Um, oh, you'll come along. Yeah, you'll come along. Um, look, I'll give it an A minus just because I'm I had I had fun with yeah. it still. Um, yeah. But and, and there's elements of it that are good, mm. that are really good. Um, it, it just it fell apart in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a shame. Alrighty, so when will we revisit this universe? Only, only time will tell. Mm. Let's hope it's not too long. Let's hope they get moving because I would like to see more. Yep. From Robert Pattinson. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. And if you'd like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search the rewatch on YouTube. We just said that we might tackle the Dark Knight. Yeah, uh, I would like to do that this season. Episode two, maybe, perhaps. But we have to, we have to do the whole trilogy. So, yeah, I mean, maybe I, not. I don't know. Yeah, I would be happy to just jump into the Dark Knight and Dark jump Knight. out. You know, so would it, would it be uh, would it be wholly um, stupid to do the Dark Knight on the next episode? <laughs> I mean, we can do it. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'll Maybe we should do Mamma Mia. Maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm always open to doing Mamma Mia. <laughs> you know, in terms of the best movies of all time, yeah. you know, The Dark Knight's up there, but it's no Mamma Mia, let's be honest. I mean, you know. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. Oh, I did forget about Power Rangers. We're never doing Power Rangers. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's, it's not happening. Which one, though? What about that first one with Ivan Ooze? controlling the parents i would actually be down to do that yes that would be fun lock it in yeah next episode yeah thank you for listening and bye for now see ya